Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Well, um, we've still got people um, uh, joining us. I um, want to uh, introduce uh, myself. I'm Tony Bramley. I am uh, with TMC. I'm a business development coordinator here. Uh, got a great program for you guys today. Want to uh, just uh, let everybody kind of know housekeeping rules. Uh, everyone has come into TMC Connect on mute, but we do want it to be engaging. So we now we know that several of you at least know where the chat function is and you know how to use it. Um, so please feel free if you've got a question throughout the conversation to drop your questions in the chat or the Q&A and we will be um, addressing those at the end of the session. Um, got a full house with us today um, for our e-close results, how assurance and the mortgage firm succeed with digital closings. Um, so today we've got uh, Brianna Ings with us. She's with SnapDocs. We've got Sherry Nedley with us, and she is with the mortgage firm. And we've got Scott Alexander, um, who's with Assurance, so financial group. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Know how busy everybody is. Thank you to our guests who have joined us on TMC Connect. Uh, definitely appreciate you as well. Um, also want to let you know that you will receive a follow-up email tomorrow with a link to the video. Um, and uh, if you've got any questions, we will have contact information for Brianna in that follow-up email. So without any further ado, Brianna, I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome. Well, this is mostly going to be the Scott and Sherry show, but I'll kick it off with sort of what we're hoping to cover, and then I'll let them introduce themselves. So um, we've got three main goals that hopefully you take away from this, and we'll, we'll talk sort of in this order. First is we want to share the types of results that you can expect from digital closings. So Scott and Sherry will share the results that their organizations have seen. The second is we'll talk more about what is a digital closing and what are the specific sort of features and capabilities uh, that help you achieve those results. So I lead the product and design team at SnapDoc. So I'm all about how's the product and how's the product work and how does it drive those outcomes? And then lastly, after all of that, you might be wondering, you know, oh, well, how, how could I get started on digital closings? What does rolling out a digital closing solution look like? And so we'll talk a little bit about what a successful implementation looks like. Um, so uh, again, I'm Brianna from SnapDocs, and now I'd love to turn it over to Sherry and Scott and first provide just an overview for people so they get a sense of your organization. So just talk a little bit about your organization, your role, and you know how long you've been doing digital closings. And Sherry, since you're on the left side of the screen, how about we start with you? Okay. Uh, my name is Sherry Nedley. I am the SVP of Loan Operations and Capital Markets here for the mortgage firm. I've been with the company for 22 years. I actually started out as their very first closer, so was very um, important for me to get involved in the hybrid transition that we did. Um, we're an independent mortgage banker located right outside of Orlando. Awesome. And Scott? Scott Alexander, Director of Operations, Insurance Financial. I've been in the business 25 years now. I'll take myself a little bit there. Well, I uh, started with insurance in 2011. We started the digital closing experience back in November of 2019. Uh, we deal with WET, Hybrid, and the eNote. So I can speak on the eNote if any of you guys have questions on that. Um, and I, it was integral in the implementation and the rollout of SnapDocs when we went to it in 2019. We are IMB based out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and we're about just under $2 billion a year in volume. 
Awesome. Well, thank you too for the introductions. Um, the first question, so we're going to touch on results from digital closing. So we at SnapDocs and the customers we talk to, we primarily see two areas of results. One, borrower experience improvements, you know, with dot, um, the closing being digitized. And we've seen that lead to more repeat borrow borrowers, increased referral rates, um, both from borrowers and realtors. But then the second is around increasing operational efficiency that can help reduce your costs per loan because of all of the, the automation and efficiency as part of the process. And so today we'll touch a little bit on both, but we're mainly going to focus on the second outcome. So around operational efficiency. So Scott and Sherry, I'd love if you could start by sharing how digital closings have helped increase the efficiency of your operations and the value that your organizations have felt from it. And so we'll, we'll go just in the order again, Sherry, if you want to start and share the types of results you guys, you guys have seen. Sure. So when we very first started doing a form of hybrid, it was before we had connected with SnapDocs and we were um, just using a software internally and it was, it was so cumbersome. It, it was so clunky and it, I had to have extra people to do the digital part on those packages to prepare the hybrid docs. And so um, when we connected with SnapDocs and were able to switch over completely to a fully hybrid function, um, I had four staff members that I was actually able to relocate, um, repurpose, so to speak, into um, functions that were revenue generating instead of costs. So that was a huge change for us. Um, and being able to help employees grow in their functions and do something else within the company, um, that's a big deal to me. You know, growing and educating our employees is important, right? Um, and then we did have an increase in our loan capacity by being able to um, send packages through SnapDocs directly, communicate completely within the portal um, with the title company, the borrower, the sales team, everything all in one place, made that transition even easier and less time sending emails back and forth, trying to connect everybody into one email. Um, so it's been, it's been a big deal overall. And for the borrower, you know, going from a 45 minute or longer closing to about 15 minutes, sitting at the table, only signing the documents that have to be notarized is huge. So, and that is a time saver for our sales team as well, because if they're going to go to closing, they need to show up on time. They're in and out really quick and everybody's super happy. Awesome. Thanks, Sherry. That's awesome to hear the those results uh, and really impressive. So Scott, what about your organization? So ours was a little different. We were dealing just the traditional wet closing on everything. So we didn't have an outside vendor. Um, our chief digital officer was kind of just sniffing around and said, hey, look at this new digital experience here hybrid. And then there was some talk of Ron back then, but she's like, hey, this is the future. Let's look into it. So we started looking into it. It probably took us about six months going back and forth with your sales team. And we're like, okay, this makes sense. Let's go ahead and commit to it. And we're like, what, what do we see? We know it's going to be a great customer experience, but where the efficiency is going to be operationally, because there's obviously a cost involved with preparing it digital as opposed to using the LOS. But where do we see those benefits on our side? Once we were able to analyze and see that, okay, we should be able to handle more and we should be able to deal with everything in one system, our LOS, and not have to get in and out of different systems to do it. It kind of made sense. So then you looked at, okay, where the efficiency efficiencies come. We rolled it out to the whole company at one time. We didn't do it individually by branches. We just bit the bullet, kind of like Sherry said, they did also and said, hey, everybody gets it once we knew it worked, 
rolled it out, and then basically said, okay, let's see how many now we get, or how much additional capacity we can get our, out of our closers and our funders. We separate the closing and funding functions. So our closers don't fund. We actually have funders that fund. So our funders went from having to look at a package that was this thick to only looking at those wet sign docs now. So immediately you were able to see funders being able to handle more and being able to get a funding authorization back to the title company at a faster pace, not having to go through all those different documents. Uh, we always say, and I think everybody believes that you can do everything right up until that closing, but if you botch the closing or you have them sitting at the closing table for too long, that's the only thing they remember. So we think there's a lot of pickup that you really can't measure as far as dollars, but you can measure in, in what we call experience. There's overall less errors in the documents, it right? Because the borrower has time to look at them ahead of time, catch if there's any mistakes. I mean, you know, how many times do we accidentally misspell their middle name or, you know, a, a weird letter or something that they catch? And, you know, if they're sitting at that table and you're redrawing a package, that's a terrible experience. This way, it's all done ahead of time. And when they get to that table, it's all correct. And, and Jerry, the other piece we've talked about this before is, we get those packages, or at least we try to, to get them out at least three days prior to that closing, which the regs allow you to have those, we call them ancillary documents, but it's the ones that don't need to be notarized. We allow them to obviously preview them, but we also allow them to sign them that for in advance. And it's like you said, they'll look at it, they'll have their questions answered way before the closing takes place, and that closing is seamless, that it cuts down, like you said, 45 minutes to 15 minutes. I, I remember a funny story when we signed up, and Sherry, I'm sure you have something similar, a title attorney called us because you, you've got to go out there and basically saying, hey, we're doing something new here, but we need you to buy in. And the title attorney's like, okay, it's all great. I, I'm okay with everything, but they're going to sign less documents. Can I still charge my $500 attorney fee? And I was like, like we, we don't care what you charge. We just want you to make sure you use this. <laughs> so you've got to have buy-in with the title companies. But now we're, we're not in 2019 now. We're in 2021, almost 2022. The title companies have gotten more and more used to it, so they know what they can charge. But it's kind of funny that, hey, he didn't carry that less work because we were like, hey, you can, you can accommodate more closings. You can pick up more business that way because you're not going to be 45 minutes on a closing. He's like, can I still charge my 500 bucks? That's all he's worried about. Well, I think and I hope over time that as these efficiencies come, you know, they'll be more efficient and it will drive down costs in the industry. I don't know that if we're the fully there yeah. yet, right? But I think that's an ultimate goal, right? Because everyone knows a lot of those costs ends up coming back to the borrower too. So um, definitely a goal. And we'll talk more later about that implementation and how you guys were able to roll that out so quickly. And then Scott, I liked how you talked about, you know, your funders, less packages. I was sitting next to a funder sort of shadowing on the product side. We, we do that to get feedback and, and see how we can improve things. And the funder was like, you know, I don't even know what I would do if a paper package came by my desk anymore. You know, like they just, they were like, I just don't, I don't do that anymore. So it's super cool to see those results. I mean, we'd like to say we're hundred percent hybrid. We try it. We're running about 95% of our closings. We still have that small segment of the population out there that wants a full wet sign package. But by default, it's hybrid and our hybrid with eNote. And then if, if the bar asks, we'll do a wet sign package, but it's it's less than 5% of our, our total closings are taking place for wet sign, whereas before it, it was 100%. And, and we were hoping, I remember when we first signed up, we were like, let's get 30% 30, 30 uh, adoption is all we were looking for. And, and, and now we're 95 and you're like, okay, I want to get to 100. Awesome. Well, now, so we've talked a little bit about the features and 
how we do it. But let's go one click deeper on that for people who maybe don't know how digital closings work and talk more about these pieces of functionality. So I'll first just give people an overview of how a digital closing works. So from the LOS, we grab all of the data and closing documents from there. Then they get digitized. So with Snapdocs, we've got AI that automatically digitizes those documents so that they can be e-signed. So we've got two AI bots that do that. And then in a hybrid closing, um, the borrower is going to e-sign documents ahead of time. Actually, in all closings, there's those, um, Scott was talking about them, the sort of non-critical documents are going to get e-signed ahead of time. The borrower can preview those documents as well. They can call out, as Sherry mentioned, if there's any um, anything that looks incorrect in them. And then there's just a smaller, slimmer package that basically includes the notarized documents that's going to get signed. And that can either happen in person with a notary, so that's sort of a, a hybrid, or it can happen over webcam, and that would be a ROM closing. And then we, we get all these documents back. We actually have QC that we run on them to make sure they're accurate. And I'll talk more about sort of the, the vision there, where we've got some things on the roadmap related to that. And then we just push those signed documents back into the LLS. So from the closer's perspective, you send the docs and then you receive them back sort of same way on every closing. And so I wanted to now, now that people kind of know that, that overall process, I wanted to talk more specifically about um, individual pieces of that, that Scott and Sherry and talking to you, you've said have, have really helped. And so Scott, this first question's for you, which is about the LOS integration. And so I talked about how you're sending documents from the LOS, they're automatically coming back. Um, and you've mentioned that this approach helps you be more efficient. Could you explain to people sort of what your process was before and, and now what it looks like and, and why the LOS integration is better and, and how that actually helps you, you be more efficient? So a previous, in our previous life, we basically, our LOS would generate our closing docs. It was a web package. We would securely get that to title in, a, in another platform. And then we would have to wait for title to get that back to us in the secured platform. And then obviously you're waiting on a package to get shipped to you by UPS and a, and a note coming or a note getting lost. So you're dealing with multiple, uh, I guess, platforms here to get that previous package out in our life, uh, previous life. Now, uh, same LOS we were on before, we're still generating the package with our LOS, but we're sending that package directly to you guys, me and the Snapbox folks within that LOS. So we're not leaving that LOS environment. The package goes out through the LOS, our closers see it, they, they know it's there, uh, it's digitized, as you said, and then it goes out to the bar. The bar has got a single sign-on method, so they're signing in, they're previewing, they're looking at it, and then when it gets the title, when it's wet signed, title's uploading that package back in to the Snapdoc system for us. When they do that, that package is then transmitted over into my LOS. We use, uh, and I know it can be done in a bunch of different ways, but ours is digitized into one folder. So basically our funders just have a queue up and they see that folder. And when a package goes in there, they're like, hey, there's the package. I can grab it, go get it, look at it. And then within the LOS, they get funded alteration, it's done. So the efficiency is picked up without having to wait on emails, faxes, or downloads in a cloud is now we're in the LOS dealing just in our LOS and not having to get in and out looking for stuff. So it just made the work process or the workflow of the uh, process much smoother on our closers and our funders to get done. In addition to that, you've got that thin package coming back as opposed to that thick package. So that re re review on the backside is a lot faster. Yeah, so that's a good segue to the next question. 
um, which is around the a big component of digital closing being actually allowing borrowers to have a portion of the documents e-signed or all of them in a fully digital closing. And so we've got functionality to ensure that the borrower e-signs. So one, we give them more time to sign with an early e-sign option. So Scott talked about, and I've been surprised to, and how many lenders actually weren't familiar with this being possible and allowed. So you can e-sign ahead of time. And then we've got automated reminders that go out. We have fail safes where there's a sort of QR code that they can scan at the signing table to sign at the table if they were rushed and couldn't get it done ahead of time. And so I know, Sherry, you talked about a, a previous solution that was kind of hard to handle. We built a lot of that automation in to make sure that when those documents are e-signed, one, there's benefits that you guys get from a portion of the documents being e-signed, but two, we've got all that automated functionality to make sure they do get e-signed on time. And so um, I'm curious to hear from both of you how sort of these e-signing of closing documents has really changed the closing workflow for borrowers in your team and the value that's created. So Sherry, maybe we can start with you. Sure. So having the documents delivered early is probably the biggest benefit for the borrower as well as the sales team by being able to once again have those documents reviewed, ask any questions. And if the borrower wants to take the time to read the entire mortgage or note or all the riders, they have that time to be able to do it, which is a service that you're providing the borrower that costs you nothing um, and gives them a good feeling of good faith. And then the fail safes in place, like the QR code and the title company being able to see whether or not the borrower signed and e-signed. And then, you know, them having the capability, if something goes wrong, to be able to convert that e-sign to a wet sign and print it for the borrower at the table if they can't connect somehow with the the e-signature. But all of that, it's all different components of better service that you're offering to the title company, to the borrower, to your sales team. And those are all important. All of those aspects are important. Yeah, that's a great summary. And Scott, what about from your side? It's the same story. I mean, the, the preview piece has become so big. I, I tell a story and I told you guys a story. We had a first time home buyer, college graduate. We had done a couple of loans for the mom and dad. They referred their daughter to us to, uh, to buy our first house, which is a big deal for a 23 year old to buy a, a significant purchase. And the docs went out before and the mom and dad hadn't done a loan with us since we had gone to the digital closing. So the docs go out to the daughter beforehand and she's at home three days before the closing, calls mom and dad up to go to her apartment. They go over all the documents with her. They call us two days later and said, hey, just wanted to let you know, why didn't we have that? But we appreciate you doing it. They thought it was something special that we were doing. We appreciate you doing that for our daughter because we were able to answer all of her questions that she'd have been at a closing table and she wouldn't have had answered for it. She wouldn't have known. And we're like, no, it's just how we do things now. But the preview is so big. And, and you hear from people now that it's becoming commonplace that, hey, I'm getting those documents. I'm not going to have that big package. So it's almost like if you're not doing this, it's going to be what's expected in the future. It, it, so many folks are going to, or companies are going to this that it's going to be the expectation and not the uh the, the exception that it's done on a digital post. So the pre the preview, the e-sign, the sign-in early, all, all that has been extremely beneficial to us. I love that. The first time home buyer special. That's what they thought you're yeah, they were like they really thought because they called the LO who happens to be our 
the CEO now. And he's like, no, that's just how we do things. We didn't do anything special. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, um, okay, well, cool. The last one I wanted to touch on um, is, is this topic of errors. So Sherry, you mentioned this earlier. Scott, you, you touched on this too about reducing errors. So we are, are, are working on a set of functionality to actually completely eliminate errors um, from, from any closing documents. And, and that includes the wet sign docs that are getting signed with, with borrowers in person. We just released the first version of a new solution we call closing quality control. Um, and this first milestone, what it does is it automatically takes all of the signed documents, even including the wet ones, and it classifies them and says the type of documents. And it will actually alert you of any missing documents that we that we see. And we automatically push those into their individual folders within your LOS. And future versions will add automatic detection of missing signatures and dates, et cetera. Uh, and so really this is, is assuming a world where there's going to be some portion of documents that are gonna be wet signed. How can we get to that high level of accuracy? And so Sherry, I know you've recently started using this new capability. And so would love to hear um, what your process was before you started using it and, and how it's more efficient now or, or how it's different. Sure, so when before there was the automated automatic pushback into our LOS, we would have to go to the Snapback site, pull the package down, and it comes in a PDF form. Um, for our LOS, it has to be converted to another format. So we would have to convert it, put it into a folder, and then assign it to each individual bucket within our system. And because of that, we built stacking orders for our shippers to be able to pull the package and deliver it to our investors. So now they don't have to do that anymore. So they don't have to convert. They don't have to pull it from the Snapdoc site. They don't have to build the, the, the file because it's already there. So that has saved about 10 minutes per file per shipper by the documents being automatically in the folder within our LOS. That's huge. I mean, that's an additional five to 10 loans ship a day per shipper, depending on their speed. So and, you know, as we all know, the faster you get the loan shipped, the faster you get the loan sold. So you have less days on your warehouse line, which correlates to more revenue. Yeah, that's huge. And then, and so I talked about that's the first milestone of the feature. And Scott, I know we've shared sort of future milestones and you've talked about the excitement around that. So we'd love to hear about how you think if we, when we release functionality around actually checking for signature errors and things like that, how might that change your, your operations? So post-closing work, when we, we rolled it out first, we, we had funders like, okay, wait, I still got to look at all those, again, I call them ancillary package, which is being digitized. Like, no, they can't complete the process. They're all signed. They're all there. You don't even have to worry about looking at it. So you have to get them used to that. And then you're like, okay, now we see the benefit of it. When you go to a QC that's actually reviewing the wet sign, it's a matter there of you're really only looking if you get a message back saying, hey, this wasn't signed. So at that point, you may be looking at one or two funders that could fund your whole pipeline. Um, so you're going to have efficiency. You're probably going to be able to reallocate some folks to doing some different things. And then as Sherry said, the piece that really where you see the pickup is how quickly you're able to ship the package. Mm -hmm. um, we recently turned on eNotes and we, we did it just to see if it worked. We sold a loan to Fannie in two days from closing. Committed, sold, uploaded, done. And what so was our, it before? Our on, yeah, our days online for the, for the warehouse was two days on a pop. So really, you can manufacture your system 
that if you're selling directly to Fannie or Freddie, you can have one to two days online if you're selling that often. Obviously, when you're dealing with aggregators, you're looking at a different time frame there, but still you're getting that package back sooner. We saw our days reduced by two once we were three months into uh, the digital process. So we can't attribute it to anything other than that because there really wasn't anything that we had going on other than us getting that package back and it being, as Sherry said, in one place, there's no need to recreate that whole package. That's awesome. It's so exciting to see that that change in dynamic and how um, it all, you know, as you even digitize more and more documents uh, will we'll totally speed up. Okay, so we talked a lot about digital closings and the features and functionality and value. So now you might be wondering, okay, well, how do you actually roll it out? What does that look like? And so you guys touched uh, a little bit on this, but I wanted to spend more time on it. And so for Scott, um, you know, would love to hear how you decided to do digital closings and particularly like what did the implementation process look like to get it set up? And then you mentioned you kind of switched to hybrid default on, like what were some of the best practices that you felt like were really successful in actually rolling it out um, across your organization? So the, the actual implementation, you guys did all the heavy lifting. We, we just gave you access to our LOS and, and it, it was done relatively quickly. And then it was just a matter of a couple of weeks training on our end. And within 30 days, we had it up and running. Then it was just us testing it on a couple of files. And Sherry had said this on our prep meeting, and we just made the decision to pull the Band-Aid off and give it to everybody at the same time. Um, because we thought, hey, it's going to work. Let's just do it to everyone. And we did the training. So relatively easy as far as the implementation within the LOS. And then the training took us a couple of weeks on our side. Our piece really came from, like I said, our digital, our chief digital officer. She kind of saw this was out there and was like, hey, this is the future. We need to look into this. And we just went ahead and started looking at a couple of different vendors, vetted them, and made a decision, hey, we want to go forward. And you guys, we, we thought would be the best partner, and that has come true. We would we, not be where we're at right now with our digital process if it wasn't for you guys. And you guys have kind of evolved from 2019 to where you are now, and you continue to evolve listening to the needs that we have. Um, we talked about the QC on the Westland portion six to eight months ago, and you guys have it getting ready to roll out. So that's exciting to see. Thanks, Scott. Well, that sort of feedback that in these conversations are what allow us to improve the product, right? So we can hear from you guys on how we can make, make your lives easier uh, and solve any problems that you have. So it's been amazing working with both of you. Sherry, you want to talk a little bit about um, sort of uh, how you how you rolled out digital closings. What did the process look like? How long did it take? Any best practices you could share? Sure. So when we first started thinking about going this route, that was the longest piece of the process was finding who we wanted to work with and, and vetting them very thoroughly. Um, so that was the longest part of the process. And that for us took about six, seven months for us to get to a place where we were comfortable executing a contract and moving forward. When we first planned on doing the rollout, we were going to take it slow to help accommodate our, our sales team and our title companies. And then once we started kind of working through the process, we realized that it was going to benefit all of those people so much that there was no reason to wait 
and do it on a slow rollout. So, you know, we're, we're pretty good as a company about giving the sales team a lot of say in our process and our flow. And this was one thing that we did not give them any say in really. We just, we told them that this is what was going to happen. And, and we rolled it out company-wide um, and was fully integrated and rolled out within a month. So I think we were the fastest rollout in Snapback's history. And I'm really proud of that. <laughs> So, but that's what we did. And, you know, even before we actually started doing any hybrids, we sent the educational videos that you all provide to our title companies. We sent them to our entire sales team, along with the ones that they could send, provide to the borrower to show the borrower how it worked. And those really made a huge difference by preparing everyone that this is what was going to be happening. And this is what it looks like by the time they got their first interaction with the Snap Docs, they, they didn't have any issues because they had already watched the videos and, and kind of experienced it ahead of time. Totally. Like making people feel prepared yeah. about what's coming uh, yeah. can, can help a lot so that when it happens, they're not surprised. Yeah, we do. Sure. You know, yeah. We put those links in our email too. When we first started really working with the system, we put those links in our email saying like, hey, if you need help on how to use this, here's the link. So we sent it out ahead of time and with each closing for about 30 days after we started. Cherry, uh, that's a great point. I, mean, I forgot completely about it. When we did our training, it was with material provided by Snapdocs. Uh, they're such a great partner. You don't have to have your training group create training on this. They have it for you. And it's exactly as you said, they've got it for the yellow, they've got it for the title company, and they have it for the bar. Yeah, that's huge. And it is. Yeah, so we've got a, a team of customer success professionals. They're amazing people. Um, and, you know, you've got their phone number. You know, they meet, you know, with Scott and Sherry weekly to get feedback and help with all of this. So we really see it as a partnership, right, to, to help make you successful, not just here's some technology, figure out what you want to do with it. Very much it's a, it's a partnership that we're working together to help you improve your closing process for everyone. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're four years into our relationship with Snapdocs and we still have a call every two weeks, you know, talk about what you guys are working on, what we're looking for, if there's anything that we're looking for to see if we can get it implemented, you know, helping us right now, you guys are helping us through EatNote and then eventually it'll be run. Like those are things that all matter in the long run because they're coming whether you want them to or not. And having a, a solid partner to work through those things with you is key right now. And Sherry, that was a great transition to the next question. So what's next for you? What are your, your, you looking for for your goals next? So our next goal is eNote. We are going to be doing our first live loans here in November um, with eNote and then hope to have that fully integrated um, no later than the end of first quarter. And then by the end of second quarter, be um, fully integrated with Ron wherever we can. Awesome. And Scott, what's what's next for you? Next for us is Ron. We've got the email integration done. We're selling those and, and, and really like that. From that is the Ron piece. And the Ron piece is the, that's the piece that's kind of the wild card out there because you've got to have the individual counties. Um, in some cases, it's down to individual cities all with an approval process or um, I guess the uh, ability to do the Ron in that area. So that's where you can't just say, hey, I'm gonna flip the switch and turn it on. You've got to be able to have that ability out there. The funny thing is, uh, on Ron, the question you always get is, okay, where is Ron accepted? And, and no one can go to a website. You can't Google where is Ron accepted. It gives you all the places. But you guys, Brianna, and you, I don't want to steal any thunder here. You guys will now have an integration within Snapbox that will tell us if Ron is available in that area for that loan. So that is huge that we don't have to go look for that. 
it'll already be built in the system for us. Well, we'll know, hey, this area takes a run or this area doesn't take a run. That's exactly right. I was going to say, it's totally our job to help you with that. And so we've got, uh, for our lenders that are doing RONs, they've got this integration set up much earlier on in the loan life cycle, where it checks to, so that early on your loan officers, everyone knows if you actually can close as RON. And so the idea is that eventually now that you have that data, so you know if it can be RON, you can actually start to default loans down, down the line to actually close that way um, for you know, certain segments of borrowers or, or, or whatever, however you want to roll it out. Um, so we very much see that as our role. And, and one other thing that we're working on related to that is making sure that there's a high integrity of the data in the industry in terms of what the e-signing requirements are. So we're actually partnering with MISMO to not just get requirements from state and counties and make sure that those are really well documented and can feed this engine, but also investors, warehouse lines, servicers, title underwriters, um, because it's not just, especially as you think about doing e-notes beyond the GSEs, right? Um, that's where it's going to be really helpful to understand broader acceptance on the secondary market um, and both for e-notes and RONs. And so that's something that we're investing in over the next few months as well. Okay, so the last question I wanted to close out on, and we've got some great questions that we'll then get to afterwards and keep putting those questions in, everyone. Um, is, you know, I'd love to close out with some advice that Scott, you or Sherry might have for everyone. Anything you want to share um, for someone looking to roll out digital closings or isn't sure that they should? Um, what, what advice would you have for them? Do it. Absolutely do it. We've been talking about this in this industry for probably going on near 10 years now. And I remember five years ago being at, I think it was a it was an agency seminar and they were talking about the future and how the future was, was hybrid. And I, I was like, dude, it's already here. It's not the future. It's now. And it really is. It is now. All of this is now. As, as the world changes and has changed with COVID and people working remotely and being able to work in a different state than where they live and, and all of those things are going to, it's going to be important to have options for your borrowers. I mean, you know, just from a, just from like a mail away standpoint, being able to have hybrid and or e-note and or RON is huge. Not having to, you know, rely on UPS, FedEx, all of those things. So don't be scared. You got to do it. You got to just commit to it, find your partner and, and get it done because everybody else is doing it and you're going to be standing out in the cold. <laughs> don't be scared. I like that. Scott. As I said earlier, it, 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 you're going to get left behind if you don't have if you don't have it or have it at some point because it's going to be expected today. If you've got any sort of uh, technology savvy in any way, you can buy a car and never leave your couch in your living room. And you you can pick the car out, you can have it delivered, you can sign all your paperwork. Why can't we do that with a mortgage? Well, we can. We've just got to get the rest of the industry in line with it and say, yeah, we, we it can be done. Here's how you do it. And that, that's going to be, uh, you hate to keep saying the future, but that's that's how it is now. And it's going to be what's expected from the customer that they can do this. Yeah. And Scott, you talked a little bit about how, you know, this is the last, when we were talking earlier yesterday, this is the last memory that the borrower has with you is the closing. And so making sure that both them and the real estate agent, that's usually quite in tune with how that closing's going, yeah. um, remember that experience is pretty key. 
It is. And, and if, if you make it where it's a seamless process and, and they're not leaving their house, as Sherry said, it does away with worrying about UPS. We just had uh, a few months back, we had eight notes lost by UPS. They couldn't find them. And you don't have to worry about that. I mean, that's a dreadful day because you've got to call a borrower up and get a loss note affidavit at that point. It, the e-note eliminates that because that note gets electronically sent. Um, it, it just makes it a seamless process and, and, and the ease and the, and the worries there. Find the right partner, as Sherry said. Do, do your due diligence, but it's something you need to do. Awesome. So we'll just close out with the themes so everyone sort of remembers our takeaways. So we talked about um, the efficiency that it drives. So reducing days on the warehouse line, shortening time at the closing table, decreasing errors, and increasing loan capacity for closer with even being able to repurpose employees. And then we talked about how it actually does, where you don't have to leave your LOS and things sort of automatically go to the places they need to go. Um, you know, save time without needing to QC a portion of the documents and create a better borrower experience by, by allowing them to e-sign uh, ahead of time and, and review documents. And then a successful implementation. Um, you know, it sounds like go fast, you know, hybrid is default. Um, were some themes around commit at, the, at a leadership level. Both of you guys had great commitment from a leadership level um, on the project. So um, you can you can roll it out quickly across your organization. So that was the theme uh, and the, the, the question, the topics we covered. But Tony, it, it looks like we've got some great questions here to go through. We do. Absolutely. Um, and well done, guys. That's, that was a fantastic fast paced, but spot on conversation. So, um, so well done. Um, I think this one is for Sherry. So Sherry, how long did it take you um, when you were going to relocate your, your employees? Um, what were, uh, was it something that you were planning on doing or did you realize just how much time you were saving later on? So we knew that it was something that we were going to be able to do because the functions that they were doing were being completely eliminated. So we knew ahead of time that we were going to be able to repurpose these employees. Um, we had anticipated a three-month uh, transition time, and we were able to do it in less than a month. Oh, nice. Excellent. Thank you for that. Scott, I know that you um, actually answered this already, I think. Uh, well, I know that you did, but um, just to kind of reiterate, so in terms of the process, um, the settlement return that when they return a complete package to you, how is that done? It's done within the step back system and then it transmits directly into our LOS. So basically, uh, Title has access. They receive the documents via the Snapbox portal. Then they upload this back into the Snapbox portal and then they're transmitted directly from that portal into our LOS. Okay. Yeah, and I can question. talk a little bit more about that. So we've got the technical side. I give the simplistic answer. Yeah, no, that's that's how it works. So the settlement companies receive notifications that um, and reminders to upload those signed documents. There, we do have some integrations with title production software where that can happen automatically. And then some of our title companies actually also use our product for finding and scheduling a mobile notary. We've got a whole other area of our product for title companies that's related to finding and scheduling high quality notaries for signing. And when that's the case, what immediately once the notary is done and they scan the documents, it immediately comes back to the lender. And so we take care of collecting the signed documents and then we push them to, to the LOS for, for you guys on your side. Excellent. And speaking of LOS, one of the questions was, what LOS are you both on? And I know that, Brianna, you could probably um, give us some information about if the, the LOS that you guys work with. 
I'm we're on Encompass. And we are on Encompass also. And then from the Snapdoc side, we also have APIs um, that exist and work for all of these use cases. And so we're able to integrate with any LOS uh, with those APIs. And so um, very much can work with, with whoever and, and however the you guys are, are managing loans and, and even generating the documents. And that's kind of the way it is on the on the RON side as well. You you guys are pretty pretty much RON agnostic, correct? For the for the service that's provided on that side. Yeah. So from uh, the lender's perspective, and you guys can talk a little bit about this. Probably the process actually doesn't feel much different, regardless if it's a wet signing or a hybrid or an e note or RON. You're just sending the closing to us. You know, we we might be routing and getting the documents signed different ways but then they're all coming back to you. And so with Ron, you're still just sending it through. And then we um, essentially take care of digitizing all of the lender and title documents for the Ron signing. We have the workflows for assigning the appropriate notary to be the Ron during, during the session. We get send the borrower the link to actually e-sign their documents. Um, and then Basically, on the lending side, you receive the signed documents back like you always do. And of course, you've got visibility into, oh, the signing session started, et cetera. Um, and with RON, we, we've um, built out sort of multiple integrations with different RON providers for the actual webcam signing experience. And so there's some amount of choice that the lender has or the title company has, but it's all in this integrated experience where you have complete control, visibility, and all of the documents are getting sent and, si and sent back in, in one way. Excellent. Great. Thank you. Um, a question um, for either one. Has uh, any investor declined the purchase to purchase a loan due to docs being signed ahead of time um, as part of the e-signing process? We did have one that wasn't going to when we convinced them that we were right and they were wrong and they ended up purchasing that loan. We, we, had the same, yeah, we had the same thing when we first started, and it was actually Sherry last, and I know why she's laughing, because we enjoy proving them wrong, <laughs> that we were right. Then we had the same thing. And every once in a while now, we'll get a new person looking at it from a Chase or a Wells, and they're like, hey, this is three days before. We don't take that. And then we just send the email back, and it gets cleared. So all of the investors have been okay with that. Um, and we actually have it when, when you do your implementation you're telling Snapdocs, hey, here's what can be signed beforehand and here's what needs to be wet signed at the closing. So it's it's separated out for you so you don't make a mistake and get something signed ahead of time that shouldn't be assigned ahead of time. So that, that's all done within the implementation. And as Brianna said, they ingest them and they spit them out in the correct format. You don't have to worry about it. Excellent. Well, and that kind of plays into this. We um, Here's another question. We are having issues with settlement agents not following instructions and not uploading wet signed documents on a hybrid loan um, back to the portal. Any suggestions on how to ensure they follow this step? I think there's probably two things that you could do. Um, you know, our funders start communicating with title you know, as soon as they know that the, the signing is supposed to be taking place. Um, so they follow up pretty relentlessly until they get their documents. Um, the other thing you could do is, you know, again, you could hold up their funding number for them not providing the documents in there. It's harsh, but sometimes it's what you have to do to get them to help you help them. Excellent. We, we had the same issues up front. Uh, initially, we were having the same problem. 
we did exactly what Sherry said, and it solved the problem where we're at about 92% of the title companies up And I don't know that you ever get to 100%, and we're, we're happy with 92 and wasn't it 30% that you started with? So well, we're, we're looking, we were, we were hoping 30% would just choose that option. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, we've got a lot better than that. Uh, but, but again, it, it's like I said, it, it became the norm where it just became, it, it's, it's getting more and more to be what's accepted out there. And, and, and I want to say, use the word expecting. And folks are expecting this. And I think more and more title companies are, are getting used to some sort of digital closing. Yeah. And I think that kind of plays into our last question, which is um, for uh, Sherry and Scott. So how does SnapDoc stand out as a partner for your business? They've been amazing for us. I mean, again, you know, we still meet every two weeks and, and discuss any issues that we're having, any updates that are coming, um, you know, what we can partner on in the future. And they've been absolutely integral in our rolling out of eNote and have just absolutely held my hand the whole entire time and pushed me when I needed it, um, which is often, unfortunately, trying to get a project rolled out. And, and it's it's been amazing. I mean, and, you know, we have the opportunity, you know, Encompass has their own um, hybrid option that they've rolled out. And we chose to stay with SnapDocs um, because that partnership and, and that working together through all of this is more important. Excellent. And I echo those, those, those statements. I mean, it's a true partnership that they're not trying to be good at 50 things. They're trying to be an expert and a, and a, a, a class leader in digital closings. And as they are becoming this, we are reaping the benefits of it. Um, it as Sherry said, they're, they're always nudging us to, to, okay, it's ready for Rod. You're ready for Rod now. You're ready for keynote now. Are you ready for this? The QC thing. So they listen to what you what you want. They, they take it to their project developers. And most times they develop it and solve problems. I mean, they're always there. It's not like you're, you're buying something and then you never hear from an AE or you never hear from a sales rep until there's a problem. We, we have the bi-weekly calls also, and, and they're just they're good partners to have out there. That's really nice to hear. I'll have to tell the team, send them that clip. <laughs> Perfect. Well, and we um, do still have questions coming in. So these will be the last two. But if you do still have questions, please drop them in the chat and we will um, take those offline and send you direct answers um, after the fact. Um, what type of audit trail is provided for the e-signed docs? I can talk a little bit about this. Um, so there's a couple of things. So uh, as part of the e-signed documents, another document is returned with an audit trail of the e-signing. Um, so that's actually returned as part of the e-sign package. And then two, those e-sign docs are tamper sealed, which means there's sort of a certification on the documents such that you would, if they were um, sort of modified in any way, it would break the, the tamper seal. And so they come with those two sort of pieces of audit trail and, and sort of security or compliance protection. And that just, it's just another page of the PDF that gets pushed back into the LOS so it can be stored um, in case you need to reference it for, for any documentation or auditing purposes. We also in the software have uh, an audit trail database that you can view, or we could even send you the data via, via API, which has every single action that happened on the closing. I mean, as detailed as 
you know, this person viewed this page at this time from this IP address. And so there's a complete audit trail of not just the e-signing that the borrower is doing, but of every single action that's happening on the closing. And we actually take a piece of that and we sort of display it in more of a timeline view. And I think Sherry was talking about communication and coordination that provides a level of transparency where you can see, okay, closing docs were available, settlement agent downloaded them, borrower previewed them. You kind of can see all of those different actions. And we even push a lot of those sort of statuses to the LOS as well so that you can see them there. Excellent. Thanks so much. And then the last question, I think this is once again, the best practice in dealing with the, with the settlement um, agent during the process. Um, do you have any tips for reducing the amount of loans converted from hybrid to wet by the settlement agent? Brianna, don't they have the ability to turn that off with the title agent so that only the borrower can take it out of convert it? We don't have that yet, but it's a feature we're actually um, kind of considering working on. They can't convert it after the documents have been e-signed. But prior to, we do still have that option in case there's like a, you know, Hail Mary they need to take to, to get the, the documents. I would suggest then that the, the approach is actually with your sales team um, and having communication with the borrower, encouraging them to go in and sign ahead of time so that it's already signed before the title agent really takes a look at it um, and can convert it. Right, head it off at the pass. I'm wondering if they, they're getting the package digitally signed and then also they're converted to wet signs so they're having to sign the digital documents and the wet sign documents twice. If that's what's happening, I would suggest having a conversation with the title company and use the QR code. That way the title company can easily scan that code. They can see it was digitally signed. So there's no reason to print that full package. If it's a case that the digital package is not being signed and they're having to convert it to wet at the closing, again, the QR code, the board can actually scan that on their phone and sign on their phone as opposed to printing the whole package. But also our funders, and they do a good job of this also, we've got a pipeline queue where basically they can see which loans are closing on that day and which loans have uh, completed the digital process before uh, that morning. So we look at that list. If it hasn't been completed, we have an email reminder to the bar and an email reminder to the LO that's automatically fired out. And the loan officer will contact their bar and remind them to, close, to sign before they go into the closing. So you're kind of involving the sales team and your uh, closers, but again, they've got time to do that now because they're able to do more, more items. So it's just making that closing uh, more efficient on our end because we realize the efficiency we get by making sure it's done digitally. Yeah, and we do have some, some functionality in place that prevents settlement agents from getting the documents e-signed, um, e docs, wet signed. They kind of have to opt out, but I love the idea, Sherry, of actually preventing the opt out. Um, and both. I think I'll talk to our team about sort of doing an experiment with that and making sure it doesn't lead to any issues, but um, that certainly is something that we can build into the platform. And so this is why we talk to people. And, that's how it, and this is how it grows, right? Sure, yeah. have that in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'll message our PM and engineering team now. It was so amazing to talk with you, Scott and Sherry. I so appreciate your time and sharing all of this information and not just this, this conversation, but working with you and all the feedback that you provide has been amazing. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you.
Thank you guys so much for being on TMC Connect. Um, as a follow-up, you guys will get an email tomorrow with the uh, link to the YouTube video. So thank you very much for the great conversation today. And everyone, um, have a great rest of your day. Thanks, thank you. Thank you. Bye. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.